Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016 I helped him launch his very first membership he had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership in his first launch he got a hundred and thirty members bringing him in about sixty thousand in income every year now He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. I'm going to talk about these goals that you might have set. So I have done all my goal setting now. By the time this episode comes out, I've done all the sessions for all the different people and for my members and for the exec club and for people who signed up to do my goal setting stuff. And everyone is walking away with a set of goals that they put together for themselves. And part of the work I do with them is we use one session to set the goals and then they have a follow-up session to work out how these goals are going to turn into fruition. Because what happens is we set a goal and we don't actually think, it's like we set a goal, we write it on a piece of paper and then at the end of the year we just revisit it and go, oh, did we get the goal? I don't know. Like it's, and, and most people goal set like that. You'd be amazed the people who goal set, like the amount of people who goal set like that. And they don't actually think, and, and I get it, this is actually a really hard thing to do and it's taken me a lot of time and a lot of us to do this and to help other people do this, to actually take that goal and break it down into actions for them to actually help complete the goal. You are listening to Your Dream Business Podcast, episode 277. You are listening to Your Dream Business Podcast, and I am your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you are a business owner who is striving to build a business and a life that you dream of on your own terms and doing something that you love, then this is the podcast for you. Each week, I will share with you business, marketing, and mindset tools and strategies that I have used to start and grow my own dream business, as well as the dream businesses of hundreds of business owners from around the world. So if you're ready, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast, How Are Things? So how have you started off in the year? Now, it's been really interesting speaking to my community and seeing how I've been, because a lot of them have had a very slow start to the year. And I did the very first week. You know, I said to you before Christmas that basically during Christmas, I always plan to do so much work that I feel like I must have three months off. I did nothing. Now, this must be for the first time ever that I didn't use that time between Christmas and New Year to get some work done. And I don't really know why I didn't do anything. And I'm quite happy that I didn't do anything. And it does mean that I perhaps came back into this year thinking, oh, I feel behind. But 
not really behind. No one's behind. We're just set ourselves a kind of, you know, task of when we want things done by. There's no race. So I had a pretty slow start to the year. Also, I don't know about you, but I was so tired. So even though I did nothing over Christmas and New Year, pretty much nothing, I was still absolutely shattered. And also there's been loads of illnesses. I know I sound a bit funny. I've just been sneezing. I'm absolutely fine. Yeah, there's been loads of illnesses and people have not been white. And anyway, so I feel like lots of us have come into this year not quite firing on all cylinders that we might want to be. So one thing that was really interesting was I went on with a session with Mary, my coach, at the beginning of the year. And I said to her, I'm really tired and I don't feel very motivated and I'm just really exhausted. And she's like, is that you or is that someone else? Now, you might be similar to me where I am a bit of an empath and I take in people's feelings, which is a really, like, it can be really positive. It means I can understand very quickly how my members are feeling. And before they've even opened their mouth, I normally know whether they're not very happy or if things aren't going right or, you know, or if they're super happy. Like I kind of get a feeling straight off the bat, but it also means that I take in a lot of other people's feelings and I can sometimes forget whether they're my own or whether I've taken them from someone else. So of course, me listening to everybody saying, I'm so tired, it's been, you know, really hard start to the year. Of course, I was saying the same and Mary sat there and was like, I just want us to have a minute and decide. And we did some kind of, you know, meditation exercise and and is this you or is this someone else? And you know what was so fascinating? We got to the end of the meditation. I was like, oh yeah, no, that's not me. Yeah, no, it's not me that's super tired. I've obviously picked that up from somewhere else and I'm carrying around as if it's my own. And I was like, I can put that down now. That's not me. And suddenly then I felt absolutely fine and I've been fine ever since, which is really, really funny how the world works. It's very odd. Anyway, anyway, just a little bit of a weirdness to get started there for you. So today I want to talk about, and I know I talk about it a lot and I know you're probably getting a bit annoyed, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. I'm going to talk about these goals that you might have set. So I have done all my goal setting now. By the time this episode comes out, I've done all the sessions for all the different people and for my members and for the exec club and for people who signed up to do my goal setting stuff. And everyone is walking away with a set of goals that they put together for themselves. And part of the work I do with them is we use one session to set the goals and then they have a follow-up session to work out how these goals are going to turn into fruition. Because what happens is we set a goal and... We don't actually think, it's like we set a goal, we write it on a piece of paper and then at the end of the year, we just revisit it and go, oh, did we get the goal? I don't know. Like it's, and and most people goal set like that. You'd be amazed the people who goal set, like the amount of people who goal set like that. And they don't actually think, and, and I get it. This is actually a really hard thing to do. And it's taken me a lot of time and a lot of us to do this and to help other people do this, to actually take that goal and break it down into actions for them to actually help complete the goal. So I did a session yesterday with the people who had their goal setting session in December. And one of the people on the session, and I thought it would be really good to bring it to here because as I was going through kind of the hot seat with her, other people were like, I'm so glad you did that because now I understand what I've got to do. So basically she was saying that she wants to be more visible. That was one of her goals for this year, that I need to be more visible. And quite honestly, I would imagine lots of people have that goal on their their goal list because as we know, and as horrible as it sounds, it is a numbers game. And the more people who know about you, the more people you have a chance that can actually buy your stuff. So unless you have a very high-end exclusive stuff, then 
maybe you don't need to grow your audience. But this person was saying, I need to be more visible. And that's what she wrote on her goal. And I was like, so what are you going to do in quarter one to get you more visible? And that's where everybody kind of stopped and was like, I don't know. So what we did is we did some actions straight off the bat. I did it with her. So the first thing I said to her, so if you've got this on your list, this is what you need to do. The first thing I said is let's look at all the different ways that you can be visible. So you can be visible by showing up on social media. You could be going live. You could go on other people's podcasts. You could start your own podcast. You could go on other people's YouTube channels. You could write a guest blog. You could write your own blog. You could um, speak at people's events. That's definitely one of the ones I use. You could create a summit for yourself. Like there are lots of different ways to become visible. So the very first thing to do is write down all those different ways that you can become visible. Then once you've got them all written down, look at them and the ones that you think, oh, I'd love that. Like I'd really enjoy doing that. So for me, I love being interviewed. I find it very easy. It's very natural to me. I really enjoy it. I don't have to prep for it hardly. And I just rock up and I talk and it's ace. So for me, that is like, oh yeah, love that. Speaking on stage, love that too. Again, admittedly, that takes a lot more work in terms of prep, but I really, really enjoy it. So that's the first thing to do. You want to pick something that you actually like doing. Now, this might sound really obvious, but you'll be amazed the amount of people who do stuff. And when they get on a coaching call with me, I go, do you like it? And they go, no. And I'm like, why are you doing it? Because I get that there are things in our business that we've got to do that we might not like. However, if this is something that you've got to show up consistently throughout the year to do to help hit one of your targets, if you don't like it, you're not going to do it. Or if you do do it, you're not going to enjoy it, which makes you miserable. And therefore you're not going to give it your all. So pick the things that you like to do. Oh, she had networking on there as well. So one of the things that she said she liked to do was she was more than happy to do training in other people's groups. I was like, brilliant. Let's look at that one. So we picked that. So that was action one, write down all the things. Action two, pick which one or two or three, don't give yourself too much work to do, that you might pick and go, yes, I, I think I could do that and I'd be happy doing that. Then once you've decided, so hers was she's happy to go into other people's groups. So her next action, which we put in for January, so bearing in mind, we're looking at quarter one at this point. So I said, right, in January, by the end of January, what I want you to have done is I want you to have decided what you can train on. Give me a title, give me some description and tell me what my audience is going to get from it. So as someone who has people come in and do training in their membership, that's what I want to know. I want to know what do you want to talk about? Why do we need to know about this thing? And what are my audience going to get at the end of it? So I said, you need to write them and probably give yourself like for me now in podcast interviews, I give myself like at least three or four different topics that they can pick from. But, you know, if you're just starting off, then maybe one or two. So that's the next action. So in January, she is going to write down and make a plan in terms of what she can actually train on. So that when she does speak to someone, she can just hand it out to them and say, this is what I speak on. Then in February, what she's going to do is she's going to identify, and if you've got a team, maybe the team can do this for you, but identify where you can possibly do that training. So for instance, she might come to me and say, can I do it in your group? She might come to me and say, who else do you know? She might look at other people who have similar groups to me, or she might think about where her audience is and think, oh, well, that's a really good group or that's a really good group. So January, she decides what she's going to talk about. February, she decides where could she possibly 
speaking. And you're literally just going to write a big long list and you could be as, you know, as ambitious as you want. It's literally just a list at this point. Okay. So if that fear starts creeping in and starts going, well, that person's never going to let you speak in their community. Well, it doesn't matter. That's not what we're doing at this point. All we're doing is making a list. Then what we do is we think about how many a month or a week or a quarter might we want to reach out and ask. Now, bear in mind that everyone you reach out to is not necessarily going to say, yeah, great, that's brilliant. When can you do it? So let's say that if you want to do, and again, you need to decide how many do you want to do a month. So she might want to do one a month. She might want to do two a quarter. So let's say you want to do one a month. Well, as a minimum, I'd say you've got to be asking at least three a month. And that's good odds, okay? Like if one of the three say yes. And you don't know, all three could say yes at the moment. And this is the other thing to note, right? At the beginning of the year, when you're starting these things, you don't know. So what we have to do is action. We have to take some action and then we can learn from the action. So let's say she has planned in to reach out to two people a month and say, can I come and speak in your group? So let's say for the first quarter, that's what she does. So obviously she's only really got March. So January, we're working it out. February, she's making her list. March, she starts asking. So there's two things here. First off, we need more than just one month before we can make a decision as to whether this is working or not. So I'd probably recommend that she reviews it at the end of month two. So she's got her plan. She knows what she's doing at the end of month, not the end of month two, so the end of quarter two, I'd recommend that she goes back and looks of who she's asked, what the feedback was, how many said yes, how many said no, and all that good stuff. And then she can tweak as needed going forward. That's something that people often forget as well. The other reason we make the plan the way we have is we take the the fear out of reaching out because the the thing isn't like, oh, I've got to ask someone. It's just ask. It's like my task is ask two people. Now, we're not putting any expectation on the yeses. We're just saying ask two people. Now, if we get to the end of quarter two and no one has said yes, there's a problem. Obviously, we need to look at that is other people were asking wrong? Are we asking in the wrong way? Are we offering the wrong training? And we'll only know all that from the feedback we get from those people when they say no. But if we get to the end of quarter two and they've all been yeses, then okay, we probably only need to ask one a month or, you know, how many ever they want to get. And we might, we might be able to have a break for a little bit, or we might decide that actually it's easier than we thought and we can up it and do some more. But again, until we've done something, we can't actually make that decision. So then instead of there being a goal of, I want to be more visible, which is still the goal and that's fine, we've attached some actions to it. And then what we can measure is we can measure, were we, did we complete the actions? Because we can't necessarily always guarantee the outcome. And I've said this many, many times, we can't always guarantee that, you know, and I mean, and the other thing is with a, with a goal, like I want to be more visible. Well, is that three more people or three million more people? So we really need those actions in order to one, give us something to physically do to get towards the goal, but two, to actually have something that you can physically tick off, that you can physically measure, because you need to be able to measure these things. Like I said, you know, it, it, for that goal in particular, I would probably go, well, what does more visible look like from a numbers point of view? Do I want to double my email list? Do I want to increase my followers on social media? Do I want to just say I've got in front of X amount of people over the year? So I'd probably 
probably drill down a bit more on that goal itself to give myself more of a smart goal. But yeah, like I said, then going forward, you've got this action of, I do this every month. And then at the end of the month, when you're reviewing yourself, which we should do at the end of every month, we should do at the end of every week, a very quick check-in. But at the end of every month, when you're like, okay, I reached out to those people, what happened? Then that helps you decide and develop, okay, what am I going to do going forward? How might I need to tweak and change this? So you can see hopefully how you've taken that one goal and you've pulled it apart. You've worked out what steps you need to do first. And we need to make sure we plan those steps in. There's no good saying quarter one, I'm going to reach out to five people. Because at this point, you don't know what you're going to say to them and you don't know which people you're going to reach out to. So be realistic with yourself and say, okay, in January, I'm going to work out what I'm going to say. In February, I'm going to gather together all the names and you might be able to do it faster than this. And if you can, great. And then I'm going to start asking. Um, And then, like I said, at the end of quarter one or the end of quarter two, more likely in this case, I'm going to review and see what happens. How many people have said yes? How many people have said no? What were the reasons for them saying no? And then that's going to help me decide. And obviously at the end of quarter two, you're halfway through the year. Okay, is this working? If it is, great. Do I need to do more? Do I need to do less? If it's not working, what else can I do? And it might be then that you tweak something else, but at least you've done something rather than just going, I need to be more visible this year and then getting to the end of the year and going, was I? Well, I don't really know because I can't really think of what I meant by that. So I just wanted to give you that example because I think it's a really, really good example of how you take a goal and you break it down and break it down and break it down and you give yourself some actions. So if you have written your goals, great, well done you. Go back and look at them and decide actually have I given myself actions against that goal? Are they realistic actions? And are they something, and it might not even be something you need to do throughout the whole year. It might just be something that you do like in the first quarter or the first two quarters. There's something I have on my goals that basically will hopefully be done by the end of quarter two. And that's my goal to get it done by the end of quarter two. So come quarter three and quarter four, that goal in particular might not have much to do. So I really hope that's helped. I hope that gives you a different way to look at your goals. As I've said to you before, and if you are new to the podcast, if you're regular, you will know I'm not doing interviews for a little while. I'm going to do random interviews of like cool people or cool types of interviews, but it's definitely not going to be a kind of every other week like I've done for all 270 something episodes that I've done so far. So there are a million different interviews you can go and listen to and please go back and listen. But from now on, we're just going to be having a lot of solo episodes, occasional odd interviews, someone cool, I think. Obviously, I've got to leave the door open for Brene. You know, I'm still manifesting that Brene Brown might one day pick up her email and go, is there a random woman in the UK that I can be interviewed by? Oh yeah, let's go speak to Teresa. Please help me manifest that. If you know Brene, by the way, please go and have a chat with her. But yeah, so that's how it's going to be. So these episodes are going to be fairly short and succinct because I know that you guys prefer shorter episodes. You prefer episodes that give you some action. And I'm also going to be kind of pushing the boundaries from a mindset and a more, I don't like the word woo. I can't think, I'm still struggling with another word, but a kind of like I don't want to use the word spiritually because that sounds like religious. It's really hard, but yeah, we probably kind of covers it. But I'll be throwing occasional stuff in about that as well. So let me know what you think. If you are listening to this and you've never reviewed the podcast, now would be a lovely time to do it. I would really very much appreciate it. I have been around for a long, long time and therefore I never feature very high in charts because I have a very consistent download, which is lovely. But I would really appreciate you if you could go and give me a review. Okay, have a wonderful rest of your week and I will be back next week. Thank you so much for listening to Your Dream Business Podcast. And 
if you loved this episode, then please feel free to go and share it on your social media or head over to iTunes and give me a review. I would be so very grateful. 